Hey everybody. Hey everyone. This is Zach. And this is Stuart. And this is episode 146. Um, this is the one about uh, video game remakes that we want to see. Because yeah. as we were talking in the pre-roll, um, I kind of wanted to talk about this topic just because of the number of remakes that are happening. Like the Final Fantasy VII, they remade Demon Souls for PS5. Mm-hmm. Um they're redoing Advanced Wars, like we were talking about, the Resident Evil remakes. And for the for the most part, they're good. And I, I definitely want to um, kind of uh, make clear that there, you know, in the industry, there's a difference between a remake and a remaster. Uh, remaster is just same game, just updating the graphics. Yeah, remake quality of is, life. And things representing like everything from the ground up. Yeah, because um, they did that with World of Warcraft. They, you know, remastered it yeah. with just like quality of life things. But yeah, and the graphics uh, stayed the same. Yeah, Warcraft three, they did mm-hmm. that too. Yep. But uh, yeah, we're we're going to be talking about remakes, things that we want to see revitalized and redone. So like. Now that I say this, I'm crossing off one of the things I was going to talk about, which is Dark Alliance, because they did remake Dark Alliance. I just don't like the way they remade it. No, that's fine. (laughs) I mean, like we were saying um, before we started recording, there's some interesting like remakes, like with the Advance Wars. It's a tactics game, and I I don't know. I, I just feel like some tactics games don't really need a remake it's it's interesting because like you know they've done updates to fire emblem with the newest fire emblem being on the switch and the graphics look amazing it's just it is still based off of like a grid and everything along those lines so you're not really accomplishing too much because again most of the combat is faced up from the cam camera angle, so you can see the entire board. So, yeah. you know, the graphics are mainly there when you, like, enter into combat and stuff like that, which, you know, I appreciate and everything like that. But I don't think the, like, turn-based sort of table graphic or uh, table tactic games benefit best from a remake but that's just an yeah and i i don't know if they're because because this is a remaster the advanced wars i think is is mm. a remaster it's just they them putting the first two games together on in one place for people who may not have played them because okay. the first one but I they're think not like redoing the tra- graphics or anything along those lines they're not like updating it like final fantasy 7 it was a was a major uphole to oh graphics, yeah that's a as well that's as a like, remake yeah um, they changed the actual like gameplay too where yeah. it's not turn based anymore it's it's more along the lines of like um, Final Fantasy uh, fifteen where it's, right. it's more of like a arena fighting game so. yeah yeah my my understanding is that Advanced Wars is getting some like quality of life improvements but it's it's pretty much the same game. Yeah, um, where Final Fantasy VII is, is completely uh, new. Yeah, yeah, and I would call that a a remake. Yeah, exactly. Again, the graphics are different. 
the actual gameplay is different and yeah yeah well and and um i guess to to start off um i'll start off with a recently problematic one but um i would want this to be like done by another studio and published by someone else Mm -hmm. is uh the very first diablo i would love to see a remake of that um I, I mean, they are basically doing Diablo three. They are uh, mastering it. Uh, the second one, they are. Oh yeah, yeah. Diablo which three. everyone likes that one. I that one for me, like it's big and sprawling, and it was like the first game that I played on the internet with other people. Mm-hmm. But the very first Diablo is the one that is closest to my heart because I spent I don't know how many hours with friends like during the summer at like sleepovers just going through diablo yeah. um, getting yeah. down to the 15th level and killing him or getting wiped out and being like no <laughs> i don't think i have to start the first one oh it's good there's only three um characters there's the uh the the warrior the the rogue and the wizard is it still <laughs> like a loot based sort of system where uh yeah, kind of, I mean it's it's a uh, pretty pretty inventory management heavy, um, mm-hmm. and trying to get loot and stuff. But like on, like I played it on computer a little bit after the fa- after like the second one had already come out. Um, but the the PlayStation version one, spe- the the console version specifically, is the one that it, it's less loot focused because there's only two characters playing so you're you're definitely like upgrading when you can mm-hmm. but it's just it's a hack and slash it's um, <laughs> i just remember the, the hours spent of going like not not like actually yelling but like having to remind my brother hey you're playing the rogue could you stop shooting arrows into crowds where i'm my warrior is fighting because you're hitting me because ah. <laughs> you can you you could uh, actually hurt each other <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> like unlike games on the n64 that were co-op yeah um, but yeah like i feel like that's a game that you could a, a remaster wouldn't hurt mm-hmm. um but like you could totally remake it and and have it be a uh a good game uh, this dog is causing a lot of noise in my mic uh, in my monitors i can hear her rustling around on the bed yeah i could i could too but <laughs> that you're just going to power through it yeah i i yeah because I, I don't want to throw anything at her and she's far enough away that i can't yeah you child i'm not yeah no i'm not going to do that so if anyone has complaints about that uh get fucked um <laughs> oh, Zach. um I'm not gonna. I know. I don't know. I'm not gonna hurt my dog for I because know. other people don't want to hear a dog uh, messing around on a bed. <laughs> no, I was just saying, their quality of life does not matter to me. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I, anyway, just... <laughs> for this tangent, um, yeah, no, Diablo. I was laughing at the tangent. Is... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, with that said, I, I think Diablo would would be a perfect remake. You could have new 
new music, new character designs, definitely a new story because if you're doing a remake, you may as well change up a bunch of stuff so that people are not people like me who aren't going down going, okay, yeah, here comes King Leoric. He's the skeleton King, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, Whoa, who is this? What, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think that would be fun. And I mean, it's a hack and slash. So honestly, like you could make it so that's only like 10 to 15 hours. Yeah. You'd be good. Like it, you just, you know, make it so that it's 10 or 15 hours because that is the perfect sweet spot for games. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. I mean, unless, you know, somebody wants to go and like hundred percent things and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be that crowd. Um, so yeah, that's my first one. Yeah. So my first one's a classic. It's GoldenEye. Uh, I would really love to see a, uh, a remake of GoldenEye. Uh, yeah. it's definitely the first first person shooter that, uh, I played. And with all of the new, like James Bond movies that have come out previously, like from what I can gather, there's not really many like movie to video game adaptations after no. like GoldenEye. Yeah. And you could, you know, update it with new levels, update it with a new storyline, you know, change up the actual controls so they're not <laughs> the crazy stiff controls and things like that. But like keep a lot of like the same stuff where, you know, you found these guns in boxes and Keep a lot of, like, the old guns where you had, like, the trip mines and things along those lines. Like, kind of give it a, um, like, a Halo-esque feel to it, so. Well, well, they, um, they did remake it, kind of, uh, for, let's see, I used to have it, I think it was on Wii. Hmm. Um, let's see, yeah, Wii, DS, PlayStation 3, and 360. Um, because I think you and I played it like the multiplayer to see, and the multiplayer is nowhere near uh, what is good. Um, it's yeah, I I agree with you. I want them to do the exact same thing, yeah. Um, just because that multiplayer was so good, it was so such a fun time, and again, you know, it was because like all the uh the particular guns were fun you could like change up the multiplayer to meet it to whatever like thing you wanted to do with your friends be it slaps only or (laughs) slappers uh, only one yeah yeah (laughs) no odd job yeah with big heads and just like (laughs) yeah it would be fun it would be fun to see it as a uh a remake well, you know, the, the funny thing about GoldenEye is that multiplayer was almost not in the game. Like, yeah. my understanding is that that was just a a space where, like, when they were not actively working on the game, the people, the programmers in Rare would just play this multiplayer, like, as, as a way of, like, visualizing Testing how things. movement yeah. would work in certain places. And they would just they would just like create a death match to like fuck with each other like on the weekends, like yeah. just to relieve the, the stress of crunch. 
and like at the last minute they're like hey you know what we should design a bunch of levels and throw it in here for yeah this seems <laughs> very fun <laughs> yeah at which you know lucky us um, yeah yeah i mean again with you saying about like playing games to the wee hours of midnight i can definitely remember playing that game with friends at like sleepovers and stuff like that way way late at night oh yeah well and th there was one summer um where where me and a couple friends and my brother played it so much that there were a couple and this is back before my memory started like just really dying but um there was a uh series of maps i think there was like two different maps that if i could kill someone on the map or if i went once i killed someone as long as I didn't interact with anyone else, like I memorized the spawn pattern no, for yeah. those two maps because it wasn't random. You were a spawn killer. Like it was, yeah, I would just go, <laughs> go to spawn point to spawn point because they like perfect dark is the one that had the randomized spawn, uh, spawning yeah. points. Yeah. This one had set spawn points. Yeah. And yeah, you, people could uh, definitely, take that spawn to their kills. advantage mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah well and and it's um you know th this is also the era of this this and i think halo kind of had the resurgence of it um of because it was split screen you had people making these weird like cardboard <laughs> things that they you would i never saw screen. those so but I, there was <laughs> many times when we would accuse each other for looking at each other's screens. <laughs> Screen watch. Uh, so that was, yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. I, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. Like, I can't really think of many games that are like couch co-op or couch V versus. Yeah. Most, you know, most of the time we're playing online. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which which is a shame because like there there's a couple that have come out. Um, uh, Minecraft Dungeons is one. It's like a it's basically Minecraft but a hack and slash. Hmm. Um, that that is couch co op and is fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess uh, my next one is a combination. What I, what I would like is a. Instead of GTA 6, what I would love is for them to take the shitty old GTA and GTA 2 and make that a next-gen game, you know? What was the because, difference between... Well, so, like, the, um, the older GTAs are more... They're more, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, sardonic humor games. Hmm the newer ones are trying so hard to be like Martin Scorsese films that a lot of them lose some of the humor that made those games funny. Okay. Uh, and, and also the um, just updating the graphics. So it looks as good because GTA five is a gorgeous game to play. Hmm. Like just in terms aesthetically, like everything is, is pleasing to the eye and it looks very real. Um, but like in from GTA three on, there's there's a control scheme style or a camera 
change that you can use in, in the options. And you can, I think it's like called classic mode or something, but it's, it's the, the top, not even isometric. It's literally top down. And so it's kind of a nightmare to play. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, if they were to update those two games and like jam them together and release them as one game, uh, because they're not very long. Um, you know, if you jammed them together, I think it would make one pretty good game. Um, yeah, the original GTA is a 13 hour game. Oh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, open world. So, like, yeah, you could have it even take place in, you know, 1997. <laughs> When it came out yeah um that that would be okay yeah it's it doesn't feel like it but a hundred percent is but uh but yeah those those would be uh my my want to see for for them to do a ground ground to ceiling remake hmm. yeah nice um uh, another game that I enjoyed playing that I think would have um, a decent uh, remake is uh, the first Bayonetta game. I really enjoyed the Bayonetta games. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's sort of that um, that flighty fight feel to it. If you've ever played like... Um, Devil May Cry. Devil May like Cry. Either. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the graphics aren't the greatest. Um, I think it originally came out originally came out on like the switch of all platforms and everything like that because it does have a bit of um spice to it that isn't really associated with like nintendo um yeah i remember it being weird when when i played through it it's strange yeah but it's it's a cool (laughs) kind of strange with like you know bayonetta being sort of like this umbra witch with uh these cool like finishing moves with her hair and everything along those lines but the graphics were just very lacking and some of the um combat was a bit tedious um a lot of the inputs were a bit hard to like do and stuff especially since you get like a lot of moves and things along those lines um the first game just didn't really map out the controller buttons too well. Yeah. So it was um, not like super complicated, but a little bit of complication. So I think it would um, really benefit with like quality of life, a sort of remake, as well as like just a graphical remake as well. And yeah, it's it was just a lot of fun. It's kind of a again a very like stranger game but i think that it was such a unique game a lot of people have like good um good feelings about it and like remember it fairly well it's got a bit of like a a, i would say a cult following a little bit yeah i mean it's um i like i played the the first one on ps3 Mm. and um yeah, I, I just, for some reason, I never played the second one. Um, yeah. yeah, I ended up playing both of them. I really enjoyed them. Uh, I really enjoyed the 
like the lore and everything along those lines and really enjoyed just like the story as well as the combat as and the um just like the overworld yeah no and i like the story and how they depict your your enemies like it's it's a very cool game mm-hmm. yeah well yeah i think uh, that would benefit for a uh a remaster i mean shoot if you're going to like mess around with the the core gameplay you could change it from like a uh a dante sort of um shooter or a fighter game to like turn-based or tactic-based kind of game an rpg element you could even make it into kind of like a a, um a souls-like game yeah yeah i could definitely see that as a souls-like because there were a lot of like different weapons in that game that you could like change you could change up your like guns and stuff like that um, and it was interesting because you could equip like different guns to your boots as well as like the guns that you used and everything like that. So yeah. I think maybe like, again, a soul like game could be a, an interesting like remake of this genre or of this game. So, and like keeping the, the, the humor or like, yeah, I would definitely keep the humor. Okay. I mean, that's something that this game is known for is like it's good humor and everything along those lines but again you know with this game's lore being like tied into demons and angels and things along those lines and with like a lot of their backgrounds being like kind of dilapidate dilapidated ruins and things along those lines i could see it like lending itself into that kind of like ambiance of a souls like game yeah especially since you could have like different drops and things along those lines since you could equip a bayonetta with different like items yeah that's my sell of making a uh (laughs) a remastered Um, bayonetta switch up some of these genres you never know like i said with like final fantasy 7 they switched i mean you know a lot of people aren't big fans of the whole turn-based sort of rpgs and everything along those lines so i can understand why they would want to switch it up and everything like that but yeah you can always try up some new uh some new styles of games yeah yeah i well and that's i think that's that's the best part of them remaking them is it it's not only the polish it, it lets the the designers fool with different game mechanics yeah too. different like spaces um, because like well and and you've provided a perfect segue for mine is uh blast core i don't know if you mm. ever played that um sounds familiar so it was a rare game i think it was rare's first game on the 64 but um it's technically a puzzle game which i hate puzzle games personally <laughs> but this one was very fun because it appealed to the five-year-old in me. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that I was five when I was playing it, but but yeah, the, the like smash thing go boom part yeah. of my id. Um, basically, the Blast core are people who are clearing the way for a runaway truck that has nuclear weapons on it. And so 
your puzzle is how do you use like you have demolition vehicles that do different things so like there's a bulldozer there's a um like a dump truck that I think because it's so heavy, like you can make it drift and take out several buildings at once. But yeah. you're like you're demoing these buildings so that this this nuclear carrier doesn't crash into it and end the game with a nuclear explosion. Um, like it's yeah. wild. They have um, like there's mechs in it that you can get in, and you just like they're big and slow, but they do things like they can climb up on top of buildings, whereas. Um, you know, other things have to rely on, you know, the weight in the back of a dump truck. And so the map has different topographical features that meet, that could veer the, the truck carrying these weapons, like to the right. And it's like, oh no, I got to switch to my bulldozer and take out these other buildings. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just a really interesting, and, and yeah, the mechanics in that, this instance would be because like, you can't really remake this game without thoroughly changing everything because it's a stupid simple story right it's yeah yeah they're just tearing down buildings to make way for this thing (laughs) how long was the game uh it's like if i had to guess probably eight or nine hours Hmm. um i i got very frustrated with the game not because of the game but it it was it was slow going like it was one of the because it's a puzzle game um it it took a while to crack things you know as like a what 10 10 year old playing it i got 10 or 11 year old mm-hmm. and because of the way 64 saved things to the cartridge <laughs> i um lent this game to one of my brother's stupid friends and i never should have because i was like so close to beating this game yeah oh no and his friend saved over my game file yeah and that sucks undid everything and i was just like you know what fuck it i'm done with this game yeah (laughs) i'm not playing the game anymore um it's always difficult yeah yeah but um i i don't know like if i ever luck into like an xbox one or something like because rare is a microsoft studio now they've actually like they remastered it and put it on like a rare's greatest hits type game disc oh okay um but um yeah no blast core 100 would love to see a remake and maybe have designers come up with um you know different mechanics for clearing stages because like that that was really what the puzzle was is kind of predicting where this thing would go mm-hmm. and which which path because like you could kind of guide it by like if you had the bulldozer for example you could change the topographical features and kind of like course it into another direction yeah um, but yeah, you would just have to switch between these different vehicles because they all did something different. And so the mechanics in there would, would involve like changing that up and, and maybe introducing new vehicles, introducing new puzzles, things like that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to, if you end up playing it, let us know what the, uh, the at least remake or remaster is like. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So one of uh, 
one of the games I really enjoyed as as a, a young young kid was a uh, Fantasy Star Online. So this was a game that was on the Dreamcast. It was one of the first games that you could actually get to go online and play with your friends online. Yeah. Which was really cool. It blew a young Stuart's mind back back in the day. <laughs> but um, you know, it it was very simple and it didn't have any of those MMORPG sort of elements to it. Uh, a lot of the um, loot was random. It kind of felt Diablo-like where you could run through and fight some bosses, but those bosses might not drop an item and like a random like side person might actually drop an item or something along those lines. So... It really didn't have like a, a grind MMORPG feel to it. It was just more of like you get a squad of four and you would try to go through these levels. And the levels were about, I don't know, they were about like four levels. So it wasn't that long. I would love to see it sort of like have the mechanics tighten up a little bit where... Mm you know, drops were tied to bosses, maybe. Or, you know, have extended level or explore a little bit more with the character classes as well as, like, some different spells and stuff like that. Because the items were really cool because, like, the more powerful items were visually different. So you could tell when you're in like a lobby with other people, what kind of um, items they had on just visually. And yeah, I thought that was really cool. The only thing I would want it to do, because right now it, the Fantasy Star Legacy carries on and is a MMORPG, but it's a free to play MMORPG which ends up leading to, like, some microtransactions and things along those lines. And really, like, it takes away from the party of four, where Mm. since Fantasy Star Online wasn't, like, you know, this was before the time of, like, microtransactions and, like, worrying about things being, like, online and, you know, having that, like, payment structure and everything along those lines this was just a game where you could play online with your friends and have like a squad of four and yeah i would kind of wish that they would take the mmorpg like kind of loot style but make it more focused around the actual game game so but yeah i i would i would love to sort of like see it remastered and kind of just keep the same mechanics and everything along those lines and like yeah you can have this side shoot of the mmorpg but then like actually just make a game and i i guess mmorpgs are games but like make it not an mmorpg yeah yeah but yeah, yeah, I would love to sort of see a Fantasy Star Online um, just normal game. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah well, so so um, but like you want that online feature, like you wouldn't want to see yeah. Fantasy Star. Yeah, I would like that online feature with like a squad of like four or something gotcha. like that, where you would go into like caves and stuff like that, or levels, and fight along with your your friends and everything along those lines. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so my next one is uh, it's a blast from the past. <laughs> um, I don't actually even know if this is still. Uh, a series now because I know 3DO used to own it and I'm looking at it now and Ubisoft owns the, the rights now mm-hmm. but it's um, it is yeah Ubisoft since 03 has owned uh, Might and Magic oh yeah specifically a game on the PS1 called Crusaders of Might and Magic um, you play a hedge wizard who unlocks more powers, stereotypically, as you level up, mm-hmm. but also through interacting with the game world. Um, now, it's a it's a PlayStation-ass PlayStation game, yeah. right? With um, all the I would love and everything. Yeah, like, I would make, I, I would love to see them make it, um, you know, more of like an immersive um like witcher style game uh i if i remember right this game is not very long um so i don't know if writers would have to get way more involved or if they would just be like oh well this is the story it's short um this is the game. It looks pretty though. Yeah, so the game is only uh, eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really like a like if you can't tell, I'm a huge fan of hack and slash games because this is definitely like an action RPG. Like yeah, you you like like it's a it's a one player hack and slash almost. Um, now what they could do is turn it into a tactics game. Yeah, they could because do that. I feel like having one person against a room full of people like there, or even a um a Soulsborne type game, like you were saying with Bayonetta, um, having it be because it's it's kind of like a proto Souls game, uh, yeah, because you're a single person having to take on entire rooms of enemies. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that that would be mine. Okay. Yeah, my um, my last one is uh, another one that I really enjoyed playing uh, from the Dreamcast era. It was a uh, Jet Set Radio, which was a fantastic game. The music was great. The just style was really cool. It was that um, cell shaded sort of style. So good. Um, this was back when like the cell shading stuff was just kind of getting used yeah so i would love to sort of see like a graphical update maybe in the um so sort of like the graphical style of like borderlands kind of cell shading which i think would like lend itself really well and you know it was a lot of fun like skating and everything along those lines but the worlds were very linear and they would lock you into a lot of things. 
So um, I'm not sure if you have ever played the Tony Hawk like open world game, just yeah. like skate games where you basically could just like skate around and oh, yeah. you can yeah. do like missions, you can meet people, sort of like GTA kind of-esque. Mm-hmm. And I would love to have like that open world hub for for this game where you know you're going around like doing different things you have like a home base and everything but you know from that home base you can skate around and like you know tag different things and one of the great things in this game was you could create your own tags like in in world and everything like that so you could like upload something or you could like yeah create something and it was really awesome. It was really innovative too, like for the t- for its time, and I just think that it would be really fun to have that kind of like update, especially graphics wise, as well as just having that open world and just making the skating a little bit more tighter, like yeah. kind of give it that Tony Hawk kind of tightness, and yeah, I think you would have like a really really nice game a really polished game too yeah that that sounds like it would be a really really ready for a remake yeah i i think i think it would be really fun and you know it had so many different like personalities in there there were different like you know people that you could choose from skating wise and they all had their own unique sort of um styles of skating so yeah, I think I think it would just be a, a blast to play and I think it would be like a great addition to the skating games. And yeah. just like keep the music and everything like that because the music was just fantastic in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, what is it about the skating games that they had the best music, I think? Yeah. I mean, they got like the punk ska sort of feel to them and everything. <laughs> It was it was a lot of fun. I oh, mean, be still I, my heart, Goldfinger playing Superman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get all the Ramones in there. Yeah. The the mighty mighty Boston. Boston's, yeah, yeah. It was, um, yeah. I think I think just having that kind of like new style for this game would really sell Jet Set Radio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and well, that's I have pretty much it for me. Okay, well, I have three more, but they're they're super quick. Um, okay. So, Final Fantasy, just yeah. the original, yes. like do a remake of it, like like what they're doing. Um, yeah, I, don't I know. tried. Well, like, it's have I you tried, played Final Fantasy? I have. Well, and this is why I want a remake because <laughs> I tried playing it on my NES clone. Um, maybe a year or two ago and i was just like this is god like what am i doing here <laughs> yeah it's, but that's it's sort not... of the, the thing is like how would you remake it like there are better final fantasy games there are um i i don't know i would just like them to remake the very first one because i feel like it's it's um i guess the most iconic like it it kind eh. of it I don't think it's st- the most iconic. I think Seven's the most iconic uh, Final Fantasy game. Well, so the first one started 
the tone that all of the other ones have. Like yeah, in the first one's just series. a generic RPG. It is. Yeah. Um, I mean, regardless, it's still one that I would like to see remade. Um, okay. Barring that, the ninth one, um, because I, I really like that that specific one. <clears throat> um, okay. I just like the throwback art. Um, and then uh, next one is Rogue Trip. I don't know if you ever played that mm. one. It was a one of those vehicle combat ones, kind of like a like a twisted metal knockoff. Oh, okay. But it had uh, it had a really weird, like much weirder character um, designs uh, for like for cars and stuff. Uh, it was set in the post apocalypse rather than LAPD, or not LAPD, in LA County, um, mm-hmm. like Twisted Metal was. It's, um, yeah, you, I, I would want to see them remake it with different characters, different maps, because it actually had a narrative. Like, I know that, that Twisted Metal has lore, but, I mean, Twisted Metal is like 10 stages. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a very long game. Um Rogue Trip is not not very much longer. I I wouldn't guess, but it's um the soundtrack to it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, that one had Mighty Mighty Boston's play the title track. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. See, I'm looking at it on how long to beat. Uh, the main story takes an hour and a half to play. No, oh, wow. <laughs> but it's multiplayer, and so a lot of it relies on the um, the the uh, deathmatch. You know, yeah. Um, the storyline for anyone who is not familiar to this is so the full game is called Rogue Trip Vacation Twenty Twelve, right? Because in nineteen ninety eight, they're like, yeah, something bad's going to happen, and in twenty twelve, this is what America is going to look like. Yeah. Um, so uh in rogue trip you are a post-apocalyptic cab driver competing to take a tourist to photo op locations uh drivers use one of 16 custom cars and a variety of weapons to battle for a single passenger who provides money for more weapons and repairs each level is filled with hazards to avoid power-ups and hostile opponents trying to steal your fare so it's not just trying to kill everyone else on the map. You're trying to get the most money from this tourist by going to specific areas on a map and doing cool things on this specific area. Um, and I, I don't know. I feel like car combat is, is something we don't see anymore. Like, it's either racing games or nothing now. Yeah, I think there might be a reason for that. I just don't <laughs> think, like, car combat is, like... Yeah, I mean, you're right. There's probably a reason. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the last one is I. one of my probably top five favorite games is Planescape Torment. Oh, yeah. Um, I would love to see them remake that. Um, they kind of did with... Um, they put out one called torment tides of numenera that used the numenera campaign setting Mm -hmm. and did a planescape type narrative around it um which is interesting it's just it's nowhere near as long and nowhere near as in depth as uh, planescape so 
I would love, like to see that. Um, yeah, and that to me that sounds like a pretty good batch of games. Um, yeah, it sounds between the two of us. There's there's an infinite amount of time that we'd have to sink into those games, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, developers get cracking. Yeah, get cracking. There you go. Um, so yeah, moving on to to me me me. Um, I've got two movies and a and a show. Uh, I just got two things. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, let's see. So I guess the first one um, of the two films is The Love Witch. Have you ever seen this? No, I haven't. Um, so it's 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 really weird. I I highly recommend it to people. It's um, I love the aesthetics of the movie. It the way it's shot it it takes place in present day but the way it's shot it looks like a maybe mid 60s late 60s type aesthetic like the the very very color like technicolory saturation on the mm-hmm. film um and then a uh, you know as the movie progresses the real world starts blending it or blending in and the, the saturation levels go down and it, it starts to look more realistic. Mm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting, it's, it's kind of a horror movie. I, again, it, it borrows a lot from like, like, uh, murder ballad folk horror type stuff mm-hmm. that would have been popular in the, the, the mid sixties. Um, and so it's it's kind of a horror movie kind of not more more like a drama there's nothing really scary in it but um it's kind of got that aesthetic um and then the other film that we watched is the 2018 version of halloween are you you familiar with this i i know the franchise halloween but gotcha so so this movie is the first in a trilogy that surprisingly Danny McBride is writing. I, I would not have expected hmm. this from Danny McBride, but it's it's interesting. I don't know if I like what they're doing or not. It's interesting because it's it, it ignores all of the sequels. So it is a sequel to the very first Halloween. Mm-hmm. And like they're very upfront about, yeah, no, no all, all of that other bullshit, no, that none of that happened. Really, <laughs> right? they just kind of retcon it. Yeah, they retcon. So it's a sequel to the first one. This is technically Halloween two. Um, huh. So hmm. that's an interesting idea. Again, I don't know if I like the concept of ignoring ignoring everything yeah. there or not because like. You know, a couple of years ago, there was, um, before it fell through, Neil Blomkamp was going to direct RoboCop 2, and it was going to be a sequel to the first one. And everyone was like, yay, RoboCop 2 and RoboCop 3 suck. Do this. And it's like, I don't know. I, I like RoboCop 2. <laughs> like, why, why can't we keep that? But again, like it's it's still there. It's not like anyone's going to come to my house and take my DVDs. take it away. Yeah, um, it's just you know like it, it just seems disrespectful things. to the original filmmakers. I think 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot I mean, of people that worked on those to, to make Yeah. Them. I have my feelings for, like, when they retconned all the um, Star Wars stuff. I was like, all the books I read and the movies I watched... Well, I've, I know I've mentioned it here before. There's there's a um, interview with, I, I cannot remember. I, I think it was Danny Fernandez who was saying it. But she made the very good point, I think, that their biggest misstep in doing that is saying that they were rebooting the canon because they're still selling it. Like, they're, they're not, yeah. they haven't stopped yeah. selling it. But what like they the probably... Are yeah well and so what she was saying is like what they should have done is do what marvel did and say okay this is part of the star wars cinematic universe yeah Mm. because like the marvel comics like there's stuff in there that like it's not canon in the mcu (laughs) like they haven't even brought it up like they or the character is completely different but it's because they have that delineation of oh this is part of the mcu versus this is no longer <laughs> yeah this is no longer canon like yeah get it, it away it, like but i like that yeah I like exactly because i mean I read, yeah like i read my fair it. share of of uh star wars novels and stuff yeah. as a kid like i i i know i bristled slightly like not enough to like cause a stink but i know i bristled slightly to be like wait what so yeah. <laughs> this doesn't count anymore <laughs> i know um but yeah like i i really agree with that point but um yeah no the the i i i like the movie i don't know if i appreciate the 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 concept that goes into it Mm -hmm. i guess is a better way of saying that okay uh but i do recommend it if you like horror movies it's um it is a 20 aughts or not 20 aughts 20 20 teens ass horror movie though it is <laughs> glory is all hell so um be prepared for that less yeah. horror less stalkery bits and more just like here's a shit ton of gore to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um but yeah that's that's my first section then okay well, uh, I ended up playing a game on the uh, Switch. Now, have you ever played any of the WarioWare games? Uh, I think I played one of the first ones on... Was it on Advance? Game Boy Advance? Was it? I don't know. I, I think so. I mean, the last WarioWare game I played was on the Wii. Yeah, I never not played... not like Wario game, but WarioWare. There's a you might be thinking of just like a Wario game. Uh, let's see, WarioWare. Yeah, on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, I didn't know there was one. Huh. Yeah, the first one uh came out in '03. Yeah, so that's why. Yeah, so yeah, I played um Mega Micro Games then. WarioWare Inc. Oh, yeah, I I really enjoy uh, WarioWare games. It's it's just it's a fun. It's really quick. Like it's so the game is basically you play a bunch of mini games with different people that can mm-hmm. do different things. Like some people, like in the WarioWare group, can 
fly around like Wario has a jetpack and he can slam things <laughs> and other thing or other people like shoot things and stuff like that. But it's it's basically just a bunch of mini games that you play and you try to beat it under a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's actually a lot of fun. It's very simple. It's not like it's a game where you have to like really try hard. Not not saying that there is some like difficulty in it and everything like that, but it's just a bunch of little fun mini games and I kinda like those fun mini games. I've always been like a big fan of like the mini games from um like Mario Party and stuff like that. And it's very akin to those kind of games where you're just playing mini games from yeah. all sorts of different uh levels and things along those lines. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's a, a very simple, quick game. And yeah, I've I've been enjoying it quite a lot. Yeah. Well nice. That's and now is that uh get it together? Yeah, get it together. It's the newest gotcha. one that came out on the uh, Switch. Um, I think it's only like maybe three hours to beat. Again, you know, you're really just kind of playing a bunch of mini games and whatnot. But um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's um, I always enjoyed the humor of Wario with his uh crazy love of garlic and um, his hatred to Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> Back when when my brother and I were very small, we would uh, play Mario Kart sixty four with my dad, and he would always be Wario. Wario, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Of, because of the weird sounds he'd make when he'd spin out, it's and his a, farts. Ah! He loves his farts, picking <laughs> his nose. But yeah, yeah it's, I, looked, it's I looked it up. Wario Wear is two and a half hours to beat. Three yeah. and a half if you're a completionist. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not much. It is definitely not much. Um, but you know, it's. It's a fun game, and it's a game that you know I've I've always enjoyed the WarioWare games, and I've enjoyed like playing those games, and it was something that I thought I, you know, why not go ahead and get this for me? It's something that I can like play for a little bit here and there. Like I didn't sit down and play it for the full like three hours and just call it a day. Like. I picked it up on the occasion, played it a bit here and there, and yeah, it's a lot of fun just playing little mini games and stuff like that. Trying to test how quickly you can think on your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I like I said, I liked the one on advance. I just fell off after that one. Yeah. But yeah, I, that I, I, I like um, the idea of a bunch of games crammed together. Yeah, and that's it. It's just a bunch of games crammed together. There's some replayability. You can always switch up the characters because each game, it's each game is the same, but there's different ways to beat it with different characters that you pick because yeah. the different characters have different uh, unique powers to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, and my my last thing is uh, I've finished all of what is currently available for a show on netflix called f is for family Mm -hmm. it's the uh, the bill berwin that's set in the early 70s (laughs) um and it's it's funny it's it's pretty rough because his humor is pretty um 
can be very acidic. Um, It, I like it. It's, it's like a realistic version of the Simpsons, you know, dad that can never quite win or, um, you know, and it's just, you know, a middle-class family in the seventies in the suburbs. Um, I like the aesthetics of everything, but then again, I, I like the, the aesthetics of, of the seventies. So, yeah. Um, your mileage may vary there. Um, Justin Long does a fantastic job as the oldest teenage son who's constantly like butting heads with his parents because he's, no. you know, he's a, he's a stoner loser who's in a garage band and <laughs> yeah. like prog rock. And yeah, it, it's, it's got all of the trappings of the seventies in it. And it's, it's, a. Uh, not quite as like cringy as Rick and Morty can be, but it's it's definitely like like a uh, dark humor. It can be acidic at times. So, yeah, okay. um, you know, check out maybe the first season because I think it's it's only like four or five episodes. No, that's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was me. Uh, last thing is more of just, I guess, a general thing. Um. I was an idiot, and I decided to sign up for a half marathon because why not run 13 miles? So I've been (laughs) training for that. Um, As previous listeners know, I ran a um, a 10K. I actually got a fairly decent time on that 10K, which is 6.2 miles. And I was thinking to myself, oh, you know, I think a good challenge for my next running goal should be a, uh, a harder challenge. And I decided on this uh, half marathon and I've been training and I've been thinking to myself, why am I putting... Well, you've got put... your harder challenge. I did, but did I bite off too much? Maybe. Only Maybe Kyle I bought. Next uh, time on so, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've been. Um, so my normal run, uh, I can normally run for about like five to six hours, depending on my pace and depending on how much I push myself and everything along those lines. Yeah. I've been trying to get to a point where, like today, I ran for eight miles, and I nearly like killed myself trying to run for these eight miles and that's nowhere close to 13 miles and this race is um this thanksgiving so oh so yeah so that's a thing oh (laughs) yeah yeah um so we'll we'll see I'll, i'll definitely keep everybody updated on it but um yeah sometimes don't don't bite off too much <laughs> then you can chew because then you end up signing up for a thing and i gotta get the shirt i gotta get the shirt so i mean yeah why where else are you gonna get a shirt i know <laughs> a shirt where it shows <laughs> i basically tried to kill myself yeah i mean it's yeah, a long sleeve shirt though gotta get a shirt though yeah i know <laughs> There's literally no other way to get a shirt. <laughs> no other way. I mean, it's not even a cool shirt, too. It's a standard running shirt. 
but by yeah. golly, I made sure that it, it, it's my size. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I can actually get up to thirteen miles. Like I like to try to run like consecutively for thirteen miles just to like prove to myself that, that I can do it. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's going to be hard. <laughs> well, fingers crossed. I definitely want to hear how this turns out. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. It, like I said, um, the race is on Thanksgiving, so so we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yep. Hopefully, you don't you don't die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's just the main goal is not to die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um. I guess on that, our uh, uh, book club book is Mallory, part two of the uh, Bird Box series. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's going to be a series or not, um, but uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that next episode. So excellent. With that, we will see you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah, see you all later. Bye. Bye.